As you know, the On Farm podcast is brought to you by the team at Seen and Heard PR and Marketing. And I just wanted to remind you about a new initiative that's happening here called On Record. On Record is a project to preserve voices, stories and memories for the future with your very own audio recording. So we're recording memories of rural life. We're travelling around Scotland, working with families and organisations to capture precious voices of family members or staff members or long-serving office bearers to preserve those for posterity and sometimes for historical value. So if you think this project is something that you'd like to be involved in and maybe you have a grandparent or a parent that you'd like to capture on audio while you can, please do get in touch. You can find out more at onrecordmemories.co.uk. Welcome back to On Farm. It's Monty here this time. Some of you might recall from a few weeks back when I went up to Tayside and visited some farms around Dundee. I took a bit of a touristy day that day and we scoped out some of the Scottish agritourism partner businesses uh, around Dundee just, just to see you know, what's available on the doorstep of the city. Um, and I had a fantastic day visiting a farm where they make vodka. We had a great day. Anyway, this time we're showcasing another set of farm visits and experiences. And what we're talking about here are days out on your doorstep, as our partner for the episode Go Rural Scotland liked to refer to it. He loves it. He absolutely loves it. He just runs around wild. There's big wooden uh, structure climbing frame with slides. Uh, Does he come home knackered? He does. It's great. Nap time is perfect. (laughs) Go Rural's aim is to get thousands more people living in Scotland's towns and cities to visit Scottish farms and crofts. Today's focus is Edinburgh. And we're looking at the brilliant farm-based experiences within just a few miles of the capital. I'm delighted to have radio producer Jack Fillimore to help us with this episode. Jack put in the miles doing a whistle-stop tour of some of the farm experiences near her Edinburgh home. I live in Edinburgh and I'm often looking for things to do with my family. I've got young kids. First on my list on this whistle-stop tour is just over a half an hour drive from Edinburgh. And it's a farm that offers places to stay in buses, old buses. And I can't wait to see what they've done. And about 20 miles from Edinburgh to a place called Bankrug Farm. I'm going to meet the farmer, Balfour, in a moment. Um, I can hear the birds are chirping away. It's a gorgeous day. Turn right, then the destination is on your left. Hi, Balfour. Nice to meet you. Yeah, good morning. How are you? Yeah, fine, thanks. Your farm is absolutely stunning. How long have you been here? I was born here, so born and bred, so that's more than 60 years now, and I just love it. Can you describe what we're surrounded by? We're basically at the foot of the Lammermuir Hills. They're really pretty hills. It's so peaceful, isn't it? Well, we have nine buses now on the farm that you can stay in we've got a kitchen bus that's 10 we've got a play bus 11 and unbelievably we have a bus that the hens stay in on the luxury site so we have 12 buses so you've got animals here as well is that something that the visitors can go and meet and feed or touch yeah we've put on a small sheep flock 
So we've got 20 ewes just now, they're about to lamb. The other thing, we've got six alpacas who are very, very friendly, very photogenic. If there is feeding to do, we'd offer that to our guests. He's, oh, he's he'll, friendly, he's coming over. He, he likes to chat and he's <laughs> the most photogenic alpaca ever. The other one's um, nonchalantly sitting no, down. Yeah, he's not as keen, <laughs> he's not as keen. No, oh, sorry, we don't have any food for you. No. Well, this is the, the hen bus that I talked about. So the hens sleep in the bus at night. Both sites have a hen run and you're allowed to pick your own eggs. They just love going out in the morning, get their own eggs, take them back, cook them straight away. Today we are standing on our eco site and it's called glamping. Each bus therefore has a log fire stove in it, a log fired hot tub outside it, and they also have a compost toilet each, but they don't have power. For cooking, we've converted a double-decker bus, our cooking bus, and it has four cookers. There's two outside in its outside kitchen and two inside. There's a few fridges as well. And the cooking bus has power, clean power. So it's a solar bank of solar things and they charge up the battery but we have a generator as well, just in case. But, so there's power in our cooking bus, there's Wi-Fi, there's heating. So you say you set up your first bus here in 2016. Take us back, what, what gave you this idea of making amazing places to stay out of these buses? How did, yeah. Are you a bus fan? We store buses for a club. They go away at weekends and they come back and they've got a rosette. And we always thought they were mad. All that money, effort, time for a rosette. So we basically called their bluff and said, if you give us a bus, I think we can make it pay. We're sat next to the kitchen bus. Um, I can see pots and pans and utensils at the window. I'm dying to see what you've done inside. Will you take me in? Sure, let's go. <gasps> wow, there's a steering wheel and the, the buttons. I'm a daughter of a bus fanatic and I think it must have filtered through to me. This is fantastic. These are still buses, so our luxury buses, when we converted them, they look like a bus from the outside, but once you're inside them, there's very little left. So therefore, with our ecosite, we've left the driver's seat and all the, the buttons, etc. So kids can sit there while mum and dad are maybe cooking for them. And we've left the, all the handles and things like that, and we've left quite a few seats, so therefore, you know, you can sit on a proper bus seat, and again, mum and dad are cooking or stuff like that. Am I allowed to sit in the bus, bus driver's seat? Everyone does it, yeah. <laughs> so what, do I swing that open? Oh, always wanted to do this, always. So many buttons. And what, what can people do around here? Where, you know, what can you visit? What's in the vicinity? We're very lucky that we've got so much going on in East Lothian. The local village is called Gifford and it's really picturesque. There's two pubs as well, two cafes. So in summer, more, lots of our guests all go there. And if they did want to go further afield, then we've got stunning beaches down at North Berwick, an amazing cafe called Drift. I'm off to Drift to get a coffee after this. I'm oh. looking forward, I've heard all about there. Looking yeah. forward to yeah, very, uh, very lucky, you the know. views. Yeah, and it's stunning view as well. But I think our view of the stunning hills is the equal to their stunning view of the 
the beaches, etc. So we're all lucky in East Lothian. We've got, you know, everything that you need view-wise. It's just expansive, isn't it? Whichever way you're looking, whether it's hills or sea, yeah. it's just huge, yeah. huge Tremendous. views. And you're just, you know, you're 40 minutes outside of Edinburgh. And quite recently, I passed by one of our people that were staying here. And he wandered past me and, uh, and I sort of said the usual, you know, you are right? And he said, living the dream, my friend, living the dream. And he just wandered on past me. And it was so amazing just to hear that coming out. So we've come to the next farm. It's uh, just a stone's throw from North Berwick, right on the cliffs. And it's a big, long coffee house called Drift. I'm here to meet Joe and Stuart, who have set this up. Uh, so Drift is converted out of six shipping containers to 20 foot as you go in, and then the 40 foot with the um, panoramic view out to the Firth of Forth, Fife, the Bash Rock and May Island, and then on the ends of the containers we put in two massive windows and they look down onto the beach that we have there. We've got the law behind us as well, another iconic image to East Lothian, and behind us you can also see Tintalan Castle. But I think the thing for me that's so, so special is being able to see the rolling sea coming in onto the sand below us. It's just so magical and so relaxing. So you both live and farm nearby. How long have you been farmers in this area? The McNichols used to farm in Paisley in Glasgow. They moved through here in 1908 as tenants. And in 1921, we bought Castleton and we've been here ever since. And I'm currently the fourth generation and the fifth generation are snapping at my heels. And now we currently farm winter wheat for distilling, malting barley for whiskey, uh, winter beans that are shipped out to the Middle East uh, for flour. And we are also currently just about to plant an orchard. East Lothian uh, traditional farming is actually mixed farming. Economics over the years has forced farmers to either go away from the livestock or diversify into something else. And we've got a different route to market, which is shipping containers for our coffee house. When did you start to think about an agritourism offering? Stuart and I got married in 2007 and we knew that as two families, us and his parents, living off one farm, it wasn't going to be enough. And we have a great interest in food and drink. And so we knew we wanted to do something and we actually investigated doing a farm shop with cafe, except we realised our cereals were all grown for booze and so it was going to be more of an off-licence rather than a farm shop. So the other thing we needed to consider was our, our own skill sets and I had um, a real passion for baking so we narrowed our whole concepts and our whole idea down to simply coffee and cake and that's how we started and we've grown from there. And, and where do a lot of your visitors come from? Do you get a sense that they're coming far or are they, are they local from North Berwick or...? We, we get a huge number of our visitors from Edinburgh. I think that idea of coming 30, 40 minutes out from the city uh, to fabulous coastline, to get that chance to just let their shoulders drop and, and relax with us is, is a huge draw. Uh, we've just also, uh, in the last year, converted a Sinclair and Rice horse trailer. And we get a huge number of cyclists coming out as well and not just from Edinburgh either but from the Scottish borders, Northumberland, uh, going across to the west to Livingston, Glasgow and then others now that we can book they like to go inside knowing that they can come from afar and book a table and be guaranteed a table uh, is again is a huge draw. 
Oh my word. Look at that view. That is absolutely incredible. It's amazing. It's, it's pretty much wall to wall sea. And you can see Bass Rock. It's got the sun gleaming white, loads of guano on top. This is really quite something you've done here. It's absolutely stunning. Um, it smells good too. What have you got on the menu? <laughs> so uh, the first thing you see, apart from the sea, when you come in is our cake cabinet. And uh, we've got all our freshly baked cakes um, that we've done right from the beginning. Uh, and I refuse to buy in any cakes. Oh, it's a quite a difficult decision. Rhubarb and ginger, mocha brownie, carrot cake. Oh my goodness, chocolate Guinness cake. Oh, looks too good. We're sitting down. I've got myself a, a lovely flat white here. Next door, I can see they've got um, very nice scones. What else have you got on the menu, Joe? We've recently expanded our menu in the last six months. Um, and our main aim was to really uh, embrace Scottish produce and the local produce around us. So that's what we've tried to do within our menus. Um, we do our seasonal menu and we've got lovely uh, drift granola with um, seasonal berries in there and we're using honey from Edinburgh Honey and Yester Farm Dairy Yoghurt. Um, we've got our drift rolls and our bacon rolls, they had to stay on our menu because they've become so, so popular with our visitors and actually, yeah, we go through a huge number of, of rolls from Dunbar Bakery which is amazing. And then we've got um, something that we always have to explain but it's good and it's fun and it's called a cockaliki sandwich. And you think what of that as a that? soup. You think of it as a soup, wouldn't you? But it's actually an open sandwich using beautiful chicken, roasted chicken with baby leeks. Um, and then we've got a, a stunning celeriac remoulade on the side with um, beautiful, beautiful new potatoes uh, with parsley and lemon. And then finally, we're embracing the sea because we're beside the sea. So we've got a super herb crusted sea trout and that's served on a fennel puree. So it's really embracing the seasonal veg, the seasonal fish, meat, and then, and then keeping our standard things. I could stay all day with this view. It's absolutely amazing, but I'd actually better crack on with the day. So thanks for having me. <laughs> well, I've just arrived here at Craigie's farm. I'm gonna meet Kirstine, who farms Craigie's with her husband, John. According to the website, they've turned this farm around from a, a beef and dairy farm and now opened up their doors to over a quarter of a million visitors a year. There's a farm shop, there's a cafe, there's a chance to meet the animals and there's a huge new play park for children too. So let's go and see what it's all about. Here she is, she's with the donkeys. Hello, good morning. How are you? Are you yes, well? I'm fine, thank you, yes. Do you want to eat my microphone? No, I'll do eat the microphone. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> <laughs> and, and can visitors come and meet them? Yes, the visitors come up and uh, speak to them all the time, so they like that. You've got a lovely farm here. Can you explain whereabouts we are? So we are, yeah, we're very close to Edinburgh. Is that where your visitors mainly come from? Edinburgh and the surrounding towns? Yes, uh -huh. in, in the summertime and berry time, uh, we, we get more people coming from Glasgow and much further afield as well, because so there's not many picurones left oh, in this side of the water. We have uh, strawberries and raspberries. Uh, we have blackcurrants, redcurrants, gooseberries, brambles, and later on in the season we have plums. Uh, oh, and we have cherries as well. And then we go into apples in the autumn time, sort of thing. So we also we also started doing uh, pick your own vegetables as well. We do the pumpkins too, and we're increasing the pumpkins each year. And it's a, it's a fun day out for the children. They love to come. They get their wheelbarrow and they just run on down the field and grab the biggest pumpkin they can find and 
they're so pleased and then they're up, back up to pay for it, do you see? So yeah, uh -huh. no, it was a good day out for family. Well, this is amazing, standing here with the kids roaming on tractors and big tyres. I know, it is, it's fantastic, especially if you're in the holidays. <laughs> what a view, you're looking out, you've got mountains, I mean, it's just gorgeous, isn't it? It's really fantastic, yeah, and they love being here so much. <laughs> Who have you come with? I've come with my two sons, Ellis and Liam, who are two and five. And how often do you come here? Mostly the holidays we come, um, and sometimes during the week with the little one, and the oldest one's at school. So. And what do, you, what do you like about this place? Why, why do you come? I think it's uh, a lot child-friendly, definitely. It's made for families. Wow! It's got a trailer and everything. Goodness me, that tractor is bigger than you. How did you manage to get up there? Are you, are you going to see any of the animals today? Uh, I saw the goats, and I saw the baby sheep, some horses, pants and pigs. We've seen the pigs being born a few months back. The, the mummy pig was amazing, so <laughs> it was lovely watching. And what, what do you recommend in the, in the cafe? What's, what's nice? Um, I think their scones are lovely. <laughs> do I mean hot chocolate? <laughs> John and I got married 30 years ago, so that's when I came aboard and started to help with the, the small farm shop with my mother-in-law. Just the shop itself wasn't actually bringing an awful lot of people to us. And a lot of her customers were saying, you know, you've got the most spectacular views at Craigie's. It would be so nice if you could sit with a coffee and enjoy it. So that's when we went, brilliant, that's what we're going to do. We're going to build this new farm shop round the corner where we can get the panoramic view of Craigie's, which is absolutely amazing when it's a clear day. As we got busier, we kept on building on and on and on, and our latest development is the Little Farmers, which is an indoor play area for the children. Are you on the tractor? Yeah. Yeah, are you gonna drive the tractor? You've got the steering wheel. Yeah, that's it. Nice to meet you, what's your name? Hi, I'm Vari. And who are you here with today, Vari? Uh, I'm with Sasha. He is just coming up too. So. Where, where have you come from today? Just from Edinburgh. So is that an easy journey for you? Yeah, it's only about 25 minutes, so. He loves it, he absolutely loves it. He just runs around wild. Um, there's big wooden uh, structure climbing frame with slides, uh, bridges to walk across. Uh, there's a wooden tractor for them to climb on. Um, there's climbing wall bits and uh, lots of toy fruit and veg for them to play with. Um, I mean, it's yeah. enormous, isn't it? It's it great. Is. It's amazing. Yeah. Does it's he come fantastic. home knackered? He does. It's great. Nap time is perfect. <laughs> is this all from the farm? You've got onions, beetroot, sweet, carrot parsnips, rhubarbs here, cauliflowers. Is this all yours? This is all ours, apart from the peppers and the citrus fruit. It's all grown in the farm. We aim to produce as much as we can to use in the, in the farm shop and, and the cafe. Uh, we certainly use all our vegetables and our fruit. We very much pride ourselves on make practically everything as well from the kitchen to the plate, which is very important to us that um, our customers know where the food's coming from. Well, that was brilliant. A really different experience to what I've seen on other farms so far today. And I can't believe we're only seven miles from Edinburgh city centre here. It's, it's really peaceful and beautiful views. So on my next stop, I'm going to go and check out somewhere just a bit north of here in Fife. It's a working farm run by Katie and Mark, offering beautiful shepherd's huts to stay in. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good, yes. How are you? I'm all right. Oh, 
Oh my goodness. Good. A teeny tiny lamb. Yes, we have quite a few. <laughs> how, how long have you been going? So um, we lamb 100 jows in the first week of March. So these guys are a little bit older, the pet lambs here. So I'm Katie Roberts um, from Easter Kiducky, just outside Dunfermline. We're a sheep and beef farm. Um, we have about 1,400 uh, breeding yows, um, which are, we're, we're lambing at the moment. And we also have um, about 70 cows calving. And they calve out at a fa another farm that we rent. So it's, it's all the sheep are brought home here to Kiducky to, to lamb. So it's all about the sheep at the moment here. Um, but sometimes we have a couple of piglets or pigs um, and they get, we tend to get a couple of piglets after lambing time when the sheds get empty again because it's really nice to have something for the visitors to, to see um, and pigs are great fun, they're real characters. As I came down the hill there you've got, you've got these two beautiful shepherd's huts on the hills. This is a new thing is it? Yep it is. We, um, the huts arrived in April of 2019. It's actually really exciting because this year is the first year we've been able to have guests here actually at lambing time um, and and do the whole lambing shed experience so the kids this morning were bedding pens and they were sweeping and they were helping for feed lambs um, so yeah absolutely just get stuck in and, and get your hands dirty. <laughs> oh it must be the best holiday ever what, what was their reactions? The, the kids loved it there was four boys um, and they were yeah they did they got stuck in and, and really enjoyed it they, they enjoyed seeing the, the lambs being born they saw a set of triplets being born um, which was really exciting. And what sort of people have been interested in coming to stay on the farm? So we've had a, a huge variety of people. It's been, it's been lovely. We've really enjoyed meeting people from all different walks of life. So we've had people from rural backgrounds and people from you know city centres. And we've had young couples who are just happy to see something different and have a, a sort of a, maybe a romantic couple of nights away. And we've had families who really want their kids to get outdoors and you know and enjoy the fresh air and yeah just see what happens on a farm and yeah probably appreciate where the food comes from the main thing that stuck with us is we actually probably appreciate where we live more than ever now because we see other people's reactions to it and we've always just taken it for granted um you know it's just what's on the doorstep you walk out the door every morning but we're busy we get on with our jobs um but no i think now we do take a bit more time and, and say actually we are really lucky and it's it's pretty you know we've got lovely views and um looking over the lock and and people really enjoy that they enjoy the peace and quiet and the whole experience i suppose each shepherd's hut has its own chicken house its own chicken coop um, and the kids can help look after us so the kids today are away down to top up the water and the food for me um, but the kids love it and it's great they see that that's where the eggs come from quite often if you pass in the morning you see the kids with the pajamas on and the wellies on and they're out there looking for the eggs and yeah it's memories isn't it it's, it's something that they'll not forget and it's yeah that's what we want to achieve well, I'd absolutely love to go and have a look at the huts, even okay. if we're just peeking from the outside. I know you've got people here. Yeah, absolutely to do. super. Let's head down. Yeah, lovely. I'll follow you. They really are gorgeous. They're a modern take on the old shepherd's huts. So I think shepherd's huts date back to well, like the 15th century when the shepherds used to live in the shepherd's hut and then they would move it. So they had the old cast iron wheels so they could move the huts wherever the sheep went. We've made them slightly bigger so that we could sleep the two adults and two children. So they've got a double bed and bunk beds in them. And they've got the, the wriggly tin roofs um, with a little chimney sticking out for the, the, the wood burning stoves. 
so each hut has a, the, its own fire pit and we supply all the logs and kindling fire lighters matches everything to get you started and we also leave marshmallows and extending toast and forks which are, are, are always um, empty packets when you change over what a view i mean you're right in front of a, a loch here as well i mean it's it's really idyllic isn't it well yeah we chose this site because it takes it kind of takes full advantage of the the view and the setting here a field away from the farm as well so if we were working with sheep and cows early in the morning we're not waking our guests up there's binoculars in, in both the huts and a bird book as well so the kids enjoy and the, the adults enjoy looking out for for all sorts so there's um quite often deer grazing in the field and there's also buzzards there's lots of um birds we've actually had a bird survey done on the farm and there's lists of birds um, in each of the huts so that you can see if you can spot any new birds. Yeah so lapwing when I was coming over, heron I mean there's yeah, also, absolutely. and, and do you get sort of heron. ducks on there do you? Yep very often ducks and geese, there's swans on the loch as well we've also got a few owls there's tawny owls quite quite often down in this area um, and we've also got some barn owls up at, at the steading we also have otters. We have set up trail cameras. We have a friend who has helped us and we've managed to get some f- footage of the otters coming out of the barn just at the bottom here as well. I can imagine coming here, relaxing. The kids would absolutely have a ball and maybe not wanting to leave, actually. But but what can you do around in the surrounding area? Are there things to do near here? Yeah, absolutely. We've got a really nice park just in Townhill Village and there's the Townhill Loch Country Park as well. But to be honest, the kids just love to run in the fields. They're quite happy. We've got some goalposts and footballs, um, but they just enjoy the space and running about, looking for bugs and beasties. But also there's loads to do in Dunfermline. We're really lucky. There's a lovely park, Pitton Creef Park, which has got a brilliant adventure playground. There's also the Andrew Carnegie Birth Museum, which is brilliant for children, but also adults. It's really interesting. I'm going to visit Dunfermline Abbey, have a, a run along the coast road out to Curis, um, the medi- you know, medieval village, and there's lots of lovely coloured buildings and things. We're also not far from Craigie's, um, Kearney Fruit Farm, so there's lots of if, if you know, lots of days away. Um, it's a great central base because we're not far from the the east of Fife as well. If you want a, a day trip to the the east Newcastle and Andrews, but also through to Stirling, it's just probably about the same distance to Blair Drummond Safari Park. We've also got Knockhill just on the the doorstep. Um, it's only about ten minutes away, so you've got go karting and experience days there. Our friends just along the road at Craig Luscar Activities, they do hovercrafts and mini highland games, clay pigeon shooting. So a huge range, I think even tractor driving, a huge range of activities just on the doorstep. You don't need to go far. Well, thanks so much for showing me around. The shepherd's huts look absolutely beautiful and I wish I could just stay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's been lovely showing you around and meeting you. I better get off to the next farm. I'm going to go to up to Loch Leven's Ladder now and absolutely. get it's, myself it's, a cup of tea. It's very popular with our guests too. So I've arrived at Loch Leven's Larder. The rain's coming down now. The mist has rolled in. So I'm really looking forward to just sitting down, having a bit of cake and uh, chatting to Emma, who oversees all the food that's sold in the cafe and shop here. So let's go and meet her. So I've come to sit and have my cake, which is gorgeous actually, in the outdoor canopy cafe. I mean, it's, it's fairly misty today, but I can see that the view is stunning. It's like wall to wall, hills, greenery, absolutely beautiful place to come and sit. Hi Emma, can you set the scene for us a little bit about this farm? What was this farm originally doing? What was it farming? So it's a family run business. The family moved to the farms, the area in 2002. 
and then I think after that they quickly recognised that there was a lack of facilities for young families, for places for people to go and spend time in the outdoors and eat local produce. So the, the vision was formed and the shop originally opened, um, shop and cafe originally opened in 2005. It's um, expanded over the years and just um, a couple of years with um, the pandemic we put on this lovely outdoor canopy so people can come and dine outside with us as well. And you say a canopy, it, it is spectacular, isn't it? It's, it feels like you're in an oldie-worldy, I don't know, French Riviera cafe or something. It's amazing. We've also got our takeaway cafe as well, the Greenhouse Cafe. So that does um, the coffees and salad boxes and scones to go. So it's, we're, we've got a lot of people that come for the day here and they'll park up and they'll come in for breakfast. They'll bring the bikes. They'll do the, we overlook Loch Leven and we've got the, the Heritage Trail here. It's a 13 mile pass that goes all the way around, fully accessible and people cycle around and then come back and have their lunch and maybe buy something later to take home as well. So There's a bit of history to Loch Leven, isn't there? Yes, so Mary Queen of Scots was imprisoned on the island, which we can't really see today, but it is out there. So we're just under an hour from Edinburgh mm-hmm. and... And I just passed on, on the way up. I see you've got a RSPB reserve nearby as well on the, on the lock here. Is yes, right? we host the trail scooter scheme here. We have the trail scooters available for free hire. So they, you can pick up the scooter here and go round the lock and recharge it round at the RSPB reserve as well and, and or swap the scooters. So it's really good for everybody. What, what have we got in front of us? Right here we've got a children's play park. And we've also looking out onto the cricket pitch. So that's the Kinross cricket pitch in the fields there. And we also have our very own park run. We started that um, not, not that long ago. And it's a, a two and a half kilometre looped path that obviously when the park run isn't on, you can just have a walk around if you don't really fancy doing the 13 miles all the way around. And you can take you through the fields here. We grow um, our own potatoes, carrots, broccoli, cabbage, kale, Brussels sprouts, all depending on the season, and then obviously the crops as well for sale. So it's quite a big farm. What else do you have on sale inside in terms of food and drink? Okay, so we have Alice's Kitchen. She has some lovely cordials. She's just based locally as well. And we also use the Wee Tea Company. They're based in Dunfermline. We've got them in the cafe and for sale in the shop. Um, We have Alan's Chili Products, again from Abernethy, lovely spicy chili jams and today we've just had the fresh delivery the new delivery of um, the wild garlic pesto from trotters independent condiments and it's it's really seasonal and people love that with our in-house bakery it's brilliant that we can use these products and cross sell them so we'll be able to to use the pesto in the production of some of our speciality loaves which will just it makes a point of difference certainly for us and gives us something really good and local to shout about And so what's your background? How have you come into food and drink yourself? I'm very passionate about my food and drink. I love eating and I love my disposable income I spend on food and drink. I I, I love that. I love cooking at home and yeah, meeting the suppliers, hearing their story, what's made them produce the local produce and, and also then helping them grow that so people know to come and buy it from us. We run a lot of tastings, we're beginning to get that back up again now after the pandemic and it's it's great. We run them on mainly on Saturdays but also Sundays through the year. You can come along, meet the supplier, hear their story 
you know, learn how they, they got to the passion to, to create something themselves and then you can buy it and take it home and give it to your friends or enjoy it yourself. So I've just wandered through the shop. There's so much here. And I'm here with the retail manager and buyer. Uh, hi, Katie. Thanks. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for taking a moment out of your day to chat to us. It's absolutely vast, isn't it? Yeah, it's really big. We do loads of different things um, from handbags to baby clothes to stationery to cards to cashmere socks. Um, so, yeah, there's a wide range. You have got some lovely socks. Yes. And pet food and yeah. things for the home. And yeah, it's, it's, it's really beautifully chosen and very colourful. It's, it's a really nice place to come and browse. Um, I'm going to have a bit of a look round, but before I do, any recommendations for tea for the kids? I'm going to pop into the food shop and uh, get something for dinner. I would definitely go to the deli. We have lots of uh, lovely in-house um, produced uh, sausage rolls, scotch eggs, salads, um, and then patisserie counter is delicious. Wow, the cheese selection is huge. Fresh fish, fresh meat, frozen fish and bread, big freezer section, ice cream. God, there's lots here. Fruit and veg and chocolate, essential. Can I get one of those um, smoked fish and horseradish tarts, please? Thanks very much. And um, enjoy. can I get a small steak pie? This is from the Buffalo Farm. Oh, it's amazing. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I'll get one well, of those. It's the reason steak pie I've ever had. Really? Yes. Thanks very much. That's really lovely. Thanks Thank a lot. Do enjoy. I've really enjoyed my day going rural from Edinburgh and seeing all these agritourism farms. It's been lovely getting out into the countryside. Um, it sort of felt like a bit like a mini holiday today, getting away from the city with all this on my doorstep. I'm stunned really by just how much fresh produce is being farmed right close to the city. And certainly all of the farms I've visited today have been beautiful and I, I can see my kids really enjoying visiting them. So I guess it's time to head home. Uh, I've even sorted their tea from the farm shop, steak pie and quiche, and some lovely looking vegetables. How fresh is that? So, thank you very much to Jack, our reporter for this episode. Jack Fillimore there. And she sounds like she had a fantastic day out. Also, big thanks to everyone who met Jack on her travels. That's Balfour Stewart from the bus stop at Bankrug Farm, Joe and Stuart McNichol from Drift at North Berwick, Kirstine Sinclair of Craigie's Farm, Katie Roberts from Craig Ducky near Dunfermline, and Emma Niven at Loch Leven's Larder. All of those are of course within easy reach of Edinburgh. So, on your doorstep, if you live in Edinburgh, or if you're visiting as a tourist. And just for a bit more information about Go Rural and the Scottish Agritourism Group, Go Rural are obviously consumer-facing farmers, and they're working to build relationships between rural and urban Scotland. Effectively, for farmers like me, they are providing the shop window. I think it is absolutely brilliant what the members of Go Rural Scotland are doing to showcase our industry and to let people who maybe haven't got much of an idea of what happens on a farm see firsthand and experience firsthand what's going on. It's all about building that understanding of how food and drink from Scottish farms is produced to the highest welfare and environmental standards. Brilliant. For a bit more info, you can find them online at goruralscotland.com. Now, for some good news, we'll be partnering with Go Rural again soon, and we're going to be showcasing days out near Inverness and Glasgow in the weeks to come. For now, I shall leave you with our usual reminder. On Farm, this podcast, is made by our team at Seen and Heard PR and Marketing, 
And you can talk to us if you need a podcast or help with any rural food or farming PR and comms. That's what we're here for. With that, that's it from me and bye for now. Thank you.